Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. And Joyce, we've put away our Oscars and we've, we've taken out our Emmys. Um, it's It's been Emmys for nine months, just percolating in the background. Just like, it's like a program running on the back of your phone, right? Like when you're, you're, uh, you leave it up, like only, uh, it's just running the, uh, you know, the maps and stuff. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, and now there are nine weeks left and a billion shows still to premiere. Holy cow. Just so they many learned shows. nothing from last year. So Not a thing. Uh, nothing at all. Everything coming out in in such an aggressive fashion but i watched one that you watch we, we both watched the show beef i finished it last you night did. i stayed up yeah. way late past um, my bedtime did you finish it i finished I, it last week i i stayed i got home from we're going to talk about the movie air later choice i got home from my screening of air uh at like 10 o'clock and i was like i had like four episodes left of beef and i was like i just gotta watch the rest and uh i did and i was ex- extremely satisfied it's 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 a it's a good show yeah um I think I said, what, did I, when did I say this? Was it in our column? I've said this to a lot of people, so I don't remember if I even put it on the record, but it reminds me of Dead to Me. I thought of, I thought of Dead to Me. I thought of uh, Weeds and I thought of like Santa Clarita Diet. It's in that like kind of like uh, vein. Dead to Me is a good comp though. Yeah, to me it's like Dead to Me, but um, meaner because yes. like uh, neither of them can let a grudge go. And, uh, so. Absolutely, uh, Stephen Young, uh, amazing performance. I, I loved him in it. Yeah, they're both great. They're both great. And a lot of the supporting actors I thought were really good too. It's just like a really good show. And you know what? The episodes are 30 minutes. And uh, it now's Most, not- Mostly 30 minutes. <laughs> mostly, but none over 40. And, no, I think the, the pilot might be the longest, but the pilot's probably like 40, maybe. And like most 30, of, uh, 40. And uh, it, it does not overstay its welcome. And if there is a no, second season, I would be- uh, I don't know. It ends perfectly as it is. I think you yeah, said it, it, definitely. It, I think I think I told you before you watched it. I was like, it it can work as a limited series or it can continue. Yeah, uh, this is not just a beef podcast though, Joyce. So I, I think we're getting people, way ahead of ourselves. I think people might like it when it comes out on Netflix uh, in a couple of weeks. But no, we're gonna go through our first uh, batch of Emmy picks in all the categories we're predicting right now, Joyce. Um, some of these were very hard to fill out. And I had I had filled a lot of these out like two months ago. Same. And then I was like, I need to update these. And some of these, I'm just like, I don't know who to put in here, man. 
Uh, I agree. I also thought you mentioned this right before we started recording. We were both, uh, I think, excited that they, they they booted the unlimited ballot, which I know you obviously. were uh, obviously like the chief. Uh, I think you were the leader on that front, the, the thought leader in, 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 in killing the unlimited ballot. I'll, I'll take credit for it. Yeah, you should. Uh, you could take a victory lap for sure. Uh, and I think we both were excited at the idea that, oh, all these different people maybe will get nominated. And then going through, I was like, man, you know, Nicholas Braun, welcome back to the Emmys, basically. Not spoiler alert but i'm just like i i just i don't think there will be as drastic of a change that no. as many of us might want yes I, I totally agree with that and the other thing i guess going into the season like you said there's about three billion shows premiering between now and may 31st or, or now and, and march to end by may 31st basically uh and a lot of them are just ending i feel like this is like the last hurrah a lot, a lot of goodbyes a lot of goodbyes or you know mostly goodbyes so we'll have the end of barry uh the end of succession obviously and certainly succession and barry are ending on the same day and that's very rude to me i mean i don't know you're gonna put like black over the windows and stuff like how are you gonna deal i don't know that, that that's also memorial day weekend and it's right before my birthday like that that is just harsh not a great way to celebrate no uh, and Ted, HBO doing this to me. Why? And uh, Ted Lasso, not the official final season, though they've talked about it a lot and hemmed and hawed and hedged. Seems like whatever you want to say, it's definitely the end of the arc that they wanted to tell. Yeah. Like, um, I think it's obvious that Jason Sudeikis is like kind of done or like he would uh, leave or take a backseat if it continues and obviously apple will want it to continue <laughs> right and and it's clear based on the episodes we've i've seen four episodes i think the second one we're recording very long Wednesday. episodes very long way longer th than normal i i'm loving it but it is long episodes and uh definitely just setting up his uh you know his fine this is like the they're reaching a natural end point for ted i feel like as a character so we'll see i don't think it's going to be the final season though and then mrs mazel is also its final season yeah Former the former Emmy dominating show. Mm -hmm. And then we've had, you know, shows like Atlanta early end. Right. So. so a lot of ends and a lot of new shows trying to step into the void or maybe just getting swamped over by the returning shows that are ending. I guess we'll see. Uh, so we're going to go through, we're starting with comedy Joyce. Uh, we have eight slots here. Here are my, here are my picks. I think we probably have uh Almost exactly the same picks, I would say, except for like the last one. But maybe we'll see. I don't know. I actually don't know who you picked. Uh, but I have Ted Lasso in first, uh, reigning champ here two times in a row and uh, probably three times in a row. I have Abbott Elementary, Only Murders in the Building, The Bear, Barry, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Wednesday, and then my uh, pet fave, Shrinking Joyce, which I loved on Apple TV. Uh, I have Ted, The Bear, Abbott, Barry, Only Murders, Maisel, What We Do in the Shadows, and Poker Face. Nice. So we switched on the last two. Way to go. Oh, this is great. Uh, I had Poker Face, uh, and I just didn't want to lose shrinking. I, I think Poker Face could get in. I was also like reticent because Peacock uh, has burned me before with Girls 5 Eva. But it feels ascendant. Yeah, but uh, Poker Face feels slightly bigger than girls by eva which um has since moved to netflix yes and i and think will um do well on netflix once people actually watch it certainly um, but and yeah I'll this is a poker face i feel like it's actually um i i don't know i don't want to say make or break but like this is like a, a true test for peacock 
and right if it could break yeah. into like the big categories and i think you you know i i think if you're talking just like in in the general sense people who have peacock really lo- it's a great service they have great movies and really good programming i'm i'm way into peacock it's like one of my favorite streamers but i'm just not sure of emmy uh, hopefully this is it I, I love that pick i'm not going to knock it i went with wednesday because i was like the biggest show and netflix is huge yeah, um, Wednesday also today on Wednesday, as we're recording this, um, got a, a BAFTA nomination mm-hmm. for international program. So oh. um I I feel like that could I feel like that's the type of show that maybe would have gotten two years ago in the pandemic year. Definitely. You know, like a Bridgerton. Yeah. But it's kind of crowded here and there's a lot of options. So I feel like that was like a really big thing in the fall when it premiered and over the winter but I feel like it could I I don't know I guess it depends on the upcoming months too but I feel like that could just kind of like fall out and 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 people might you know just still look at it as this elevated teen drama I do you think though it will get a lot of like I think it'll get crafts you know like that type of stuff um poker phase I also did because there are a ton of shows, as we've said, um, but it's episodic. Throwback Columbo. You don't need to watch the whole series. Like there is a through line throughout the whole season, but the case, the, it's a case of the week. Right. I, um, my, my, so. I really love Poker Face and I thought it was like so fun to watch. And there are some of the episodes I think are really great and better than others. And that said, I was like, and it is, I love that it's week to week. One of the things that threw me off is like, I love the finale, which is so lore heavy. And yet the show built itself on like not having to be lore heavy. And I was just like, that kind of like disconnect threw me a little bit, but I love the episode. Like I love the Benjamin Brad episode in the finale. And then I was like, but I don't, I shouldn't have to love, like, I shouldn't have to pay attention to like lore and like, uh, you know, like running plot. Yeah. That I didn't, I don't really care about that part like but it was so good for her like and it was like I'm, I'm more into the cases I think I, I like the middle episodes the best I thought those were the best cases what was I'm your uh, yeah what were your stars. what were your favorite ones we never talked um, about I love Cherry Jones that was a great one um Natasha and then Ellen Barkin Ellen Barkin and Tim Meadows iconic great episode yeah I, I love I those two. the band one was also good too with Chloe Semeny I thought that one was really good. I love that one. I loved, I did love Ryan's second episode, the, the uh, escape from shit mountain. I think it was called with, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Stephanie shoe that one ruled. I thought that was like really good. Uh, they're all like, even the ones I didn't like, I was like perfectly fine. You know? Yeah. It's like totally a show. You can just, um, come home after a long day and put on if you want to just like chill out before bed. Yeah. Also, I- yeah. I was and like, you don't need to, you could just watch one and there's no cliffhanger where you're like, oh, I need to watch the next episode right now, but I'm so tired and I need to sleep. It's like, it's, you solve the case on that episode. <laughs> I also was like, it's an anecdote. This is completely anecdotal and very, very small sample size. But I was like, it's the only show that I know that like my parents watch and then friends my own age watch and liked. I don't know any regular person who watches it. So, um, not but even your parents? My parents are regular people. My parents don't watch. Um, well, my mom definitely does not watch TV. My dad watches um, stuff, but he watches old things. Like he watches like old movies. Like he doesn't watch current stuff as it's airing. Right. So uh, my parents love the TV. They love their CBS shows, FBI's. Of course they do. Yeah. My mom loves Mad Money. Mm. Just she's. Is that Jim yeah. Kramer? 
Yes. Wow. Nice. She loves that. Yeah. She wants like one time we went out to dinner and then she forgot to DVR it. And then she couldn't figure out how to do it on her phone, on, on the app on her phone. So wow. I had to figure it out for her. Yeah. Did she ever say like, can you let me hook me up with a meeting with Jim Cramer? No, she watches it like on, like she watches it with her iPad while she looks at like all of her stocks and stuff. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. This is Hardcore. great. Uh, and then I have Shrinking, which I love. I just thought it was a great show. It's so Shrinking, Um, I watched all that, I guess, in like January. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, uh, very nice show. And I've said this to multiple people too, but it feels like if it was on linear TV, it would just be the lead out of Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's like Ted will be on at eight and Shrinking will be on at 830. It absolutely. It's absolutely like uh, very Bill Lawrence-y, I feel like in the tone and like kind of networky sitcom, but like for a streamer. Uh, I love the performances. I love the show. And it ends on a great cliffhanger too. Uh, and I was just very excited. Like I was just into it. And I'm like not going to bet against Apple because- Wait, I is it done? Like, is, is this week the finale? I, I don't, I don't, I, don't, know I, think, I think this week maybe is or next week, uh, but it is a great okay. ending. The, <laughs> the finale, when that happened, I was like, wow. <laughs> great. Uh, so it's a great show and it's super funny. And I actually was like, I, I actually know a real oh, person. Oh, it's this week, March 24th. Okay. I know a real person who's been watching this show, like a real friend, my friend Chris. And he's like, when we both were talking about this when we were seeing it, I think we were seeing Creed. And he was like, oh, uh, Love and Shrinking and Harrison Ford is so great. And I'm like, it's actually made me more excited for Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny because like Harrison Ford's so good on this show. I'm like, maybe he's having like a creative renaissance and Indiana well, Jones will be good. he has this. He has Indy and yeah. 1923. Yeah. But he's like really good on shrinking. Like it's like a legitimately he good is. performance. Yeah. And then, you know, he sings too. Oh my God. Iconic. Uh, what was, He sings the Sugar Ray song, which also factors into beef. Yeah, fly. Flies. Yeah. Okay. So the needle drops in beef, just I need the soundtrack. Because <laughs> the <laughs> premiere has Liquid Dreams. It opens with Liquid Dreams. And then it ends with The Reason. And then you also hear I Don't Want to Wait um genie in a bottle nookie throughout the season it's, it, Stephen it, Yun sings drive while playing the guitar just iconic songs it, absolutely uh, the, there's a i think episode five uh, maybe my favorite one uh or maybe episode six i forget which one but it ends on with the machine head uh by bush yes yeah fucking awesome i was just like this rules it's so good so i i uh... <laughs> <laughs> um you know like you know how netflix or like all streaming services has like watch next episode which they also do on like for the screeners. Yes. I'm like, I'm watching all the full credits so I could hear the whole song. Uh, great. This is a, this is our favorite beef podcast right now. We're loving beef. It's so good. Uh, did not have beef predicted for a series. Cause I just think it might be a little too strange, Though I wouldn't bet against it because again, I think Netflix, if it pops and it's on Netflix, I think that will help it greatly. Yeah. I'm basically just, it, it quality wise, it can definitely make it, but I need to see the response to it. And when it drops on April 6th. And, and like I was and I saying, feel like that's that's a good enough date. Like it's early enough where it can catch on. Um, so I'm hoping it does. Um, I also can't wait for the inevitable discourse of people calling it a drama. Well, definitely. I, I was thinking that and I was actually thinking of watching it. I actually would say it is a comedy because it is so much like those shows were like Dead to Me. And I think Weeds really reminded me of at least in tone where it is funny, but there are such dramatic aspects to it. Yeah. And it's actually more of a I think it actually is more of a comedy than something like The Bear. It's certainly. Yeah, I think The I Bear think, like, is far more dramatic. Than and, and you could just tell in the performances like Steve, like it's not a like Stephen's character in the show is like. uh 
he's played the he's playing a fool a lot of times, but not like mocking the character. But at the same time, the performance is a it is a it, there's a comic bent to his performance. I would say even more so than Ali. Wong. Yeah, and then a lot of the situations they're in too, and the way they both like he and Ali Wong react to them as well. Um, and, and yeah, it's like there are there's definitely a lot of dramatic material too and they both kill it yeah um and then there's like the penultimate episode is like pretty drama heavy too it, but there's it, also a lot of it's kind of like barry where there's a lot of tonal shifts and then they really excel at like the the kind of like black comedy material yeah. and i'll give you two performances two supporting actors i absolutely love david david chu and joseph lee uh, are awesome on it and they're both playing comedy i feel like even though david's character is a little Joseph more... has a line reading that just killed me it's like, he's, so he's, stupid he's like really good but they're definitely playing it as comedy again compared um, i don't mean to compare the beef and and the bear uh because of the titles or or just because of, but like the drama the character the performances in 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 the bear are definitely not as pitched as comedic as these performances no. i would say um, no, this is this is just like a dark comedy. Yeah. So, but they there's definitely on people who are going to be mad because there are already people who are mad about you know Barry and Dead to Me and the Bear being right. a comedy. So. And, and and like I mentioned before, like I had a tough time filling out drama. I there's a lot of comedies. I mean, we left off here that I think could easily like. So you have what did we do in the shadows? Like we said, uh, the great uh, Dead to Me, Atlanta, Tulsa King. I think would get like a push maybe for for our boy Sliced alone. Uh, beef, like we mentioned, our flag means death. Uh, ghosts, Schmigadoon. I don't know, She Hulk. There's a lot of shows. Even like Night Court. I mean, was like pretty well received. Night Court coming back. Like I, I don't know, and uh, like there's just a lot of comedy. There's a lot of it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, permutations for the last couple spots. Um, you know, like will like Reservation Dogs break through? Uh, um, Julia, and- a league of their own. Loot. I don't think Julia is going to be back in time, so I don't know. Uh, is that is that in there? That's in there. I don't think it'll be back in time. Well, edit this out in post. We won't, but I mean, like, we'll just <laughs> not pretend we didn't say it. Party Down, uh, which I love this season. They never sent the finale though, Joyce. I still haven't seen that, but love and Party Down. Um, you know, OG Party Down did not do well. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not expecting this to do well either. But I don't know if you've watched it. It's it's absolutely hilarious. It has not missed a beat. No, I haven't watched it. Um, but you know, I'm not surprised. So oh, good. Uh, so let's go to to the next category up is uh, wait, wait, wait. So, yeah. like, you have Ted winning. I have Ted winning. Yeah, I I didn't have Ted winning when we did the when I did these three months ago or whenever we opened the prediction center. I had Abbott Elementary because I was just like, there was so much, uh, discourse and chatter about the 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 quote-unquote problematic aspects of the new season like it was like running over budget like all those like blind item reports that we saw and like matt bellany's no one cares stuff what's that no one cares no one cares and then i watched the first four episodes and i was like you know the one of the things i guess when i always buck up against with tv is like there's never like it's the same it's just a good show right like if you like ted lasso there's no that this drop in quality and i guess something like abbott elementary could maybe win but like we had said like it actually maybe was a little soft in the winter season and so like nothing i've seen in the ted season has made me think like it's dipped at all and i think people who like it will remain liking it and why wouldn't they because it's like the same show so i just have a winning yeah i've had it 
winning um just because I feel like they're obsessed with the show and especially if it is the last season I feel like they'll just want to be like oh I gotta vote for it again right because it's the last season and we're saying goodbye um and then Abbott yeah I felt like that um I I think it'll do well uh or better than last year and like now in its second year um but I don't know if it has enough juice to take down Ted yet. And then as we saw with uh, a lot of the Guild Awards, like it didn't, it kind of underperformed. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it it may be, like, I think people like it um, or like the industry likes it, but it's, it, it, they don't love it enough yet to take down Ted or they don't love it enough or they don't love it more than Ted. And I feel like, the bear might actually be the one that can be Ted, but I don't think it will because I think it's still kind of too dramatic for some people to vote for it, for them to vote for it. So I have the bear in second. So I think if the bear is going to end up winning in this in this scenario, it would have to play out as such. Ted Lasso like comes to an end and like people are like not as into the way they wrap up whatever they're doing. And then the bear is going to be airing its second season while people are voting. And the second season is like a level up from the first season. Right. And then like all of a sudden, like people are like very into the bear and then maybe it kind of like pushes ahead. And so it wins it's for the first season, but really because people love the second season so much. Yeah. I still like, I think like Ted would still kind of win like it did last year when we were all just kind of like, Oh, it's vulnerable. And like, so-and-so can beat it, you know, like hacks or like whatever, um, and people were were predicting Abbott at the end too. So, but they just kind of went back to the biggest show and their favorite show. So I I think, yeah, I don't know. I think like a show like The Bear or like someone like Barry, I don't think they will win unless they're up against other shows. It's similar in tone right. to it. Also, I mean, I don't think Ted is like LOL funny, but it's like, they like it because it's like nice and cute and warm and fuzzy and there's like you know wordplay that gives a chuckle so (laughs) i I would say also and i like the second season a lot based on what i've seen so far the third season's like way more uh focused and like than the second season was so if it won for the second season when it was like maybe we were like trying to think of ways for a season that was not as well received as the first season let's say arguably uh i think the third season is like a quote return to form and so like people will be happy to embrace it again. I think they're already in that mindset anyway, because it might be the last season. Right. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see when they announce whether it is or not. (laughs) I I, kind of feel like they're maybe avoiding because they don't want to spoil it. Well, obviously they're avoiding it. Right. I think specifically because they don't want to spoil like what is going to happen with Ted or whatever. I don't think that matters because like he's, he's, talked about for the past three years that he's always envisioned this as a three season show right i, I don't so. think it matters i'm just telling you what i think they think maybe matters uh let's do actress next choice for comedy uh here are my picks this is tough actually too because there's a lot of people i wanted to put in again a lot more comedy maybe comedy a little more deep than drama but uh quinta brunson for abbott elementary christina applegate for dead to me rachel brosnahan for marvelous mrs Maisel, jenna ortega for wednesday natasha leone for, for poker face and Ali Wong for beef. I have Quinta, Christina, Rachel, Jenna, Linda Cardellini, and Natasha. 
Okay. So neither one of us have Selena Gomez again. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, it, it's for the second season of Only Murders. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think she's actually maybe arguably has more to do in the first season or uh, uh so no i think she has already doing because she has um flipping the pieces right but i was just like i don't know i i don't i just don't think they'll nominate her for this i don't know why and i have ali wong for beef because i'm weighing on beef and you have linda carlini because you think they'll go back to dead to me yeah this is a, a very scattered category without gene smart yes because i feel like if gene were here she would just win in a landslide and repeat <laughs> so i have so quite a kind of like figuring out the whole field and also who will win. And I think, you know, no offense to her. I think we all have Quinta as a default. Definitely. But I think she's totally beatable. And I honestly think, I mean, I can make a case for all of my nominees to win. Christina Applegate, I think could win as a sentimental choice. And she's also actually incredible in the final season of Dead to Me. Rachel Brosnahan for the final season, Mrs. Maisel. Uh, she's still great on that show. Like, and if the season is good and they like it, like, why not? Jenna Ortega for Wednesday. Uh, I think could be pretty popular and Natasha Leon for poker face. Awesome. I have Ali Wong, who I also love on, on beef. I don't think she would win, but I, I could love to see her get nominated. I didn't put Ali in cause I, she's in a tougher category than actor, which has like a very open yes. slot. Yes. So I feel like she could miss out here um, just depending on how the votes break down. And I mean, if, if the show is huge, then she can obviously get in. Right. Um, but I feel like a lot of these people, maybe like after Quinta and Christina, might just have like similar levels of support too. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then I put Linda in because I feel like if if you're a debt to me stand and you're voting for Christina and you've seen the last season, it's very hard not to also vote for Linda too, even on the restricted ballot. Definitely. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And she's so good, again, and working with Christina... It's so good. It's just like they're two great performances. So would love to yeah, see. Yeah. And I I had Elle Fanning in here initially too, but and she got in last year. I don't know. I feel like the greatest coming back May 12th. And I don't know if that's a good date for it or not. Cause it's not a super strong show anyway. Right. Um, and in season two, it premiered in November, so it had more time. Um but I don't know, maybe like, you know, since she made it in last year, like she's in. Right. Who knows? Uh, a lot of people here, like you said, like it's a pretty tight, a lot of, a lot of potential. Cecily Strong for Schmigadoon, uh, Bridget Everett for somebody somewhere, I think could, could get some, you know, votes. People love that show. Uh, Tatiana Maslany for She-Hulk, which I actually had in when I first did these predictions back in like three months ago. I love her on She-Hulk. She's so good. Uh, great performance. Yeah, I don't know what Marvel's doing. Uh, not, not good. Uh, Kerry Washington for Unprisoned. Uh, Maya Rudolph for Loot, I thought was like a pretty great performance show that kind of got like somewhat- You know like, who I want to uh, put in here, but I can't. Who? Um, Diane Morgan for Conk on Earth. Yes. The show would be in variety, but she's hilarious. So uh, yeah, a lot It'd of people here. Um, so we both have Quentin first as a, a placeholder. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know if she would actually win. I think the win is for sure up for grabs. Um, I think she can win if like, you know, Abbott is just the strongest show. Right. Um, but 
yeah like you know like you said like Christina Cattoli one especially when she's said like you know this is probably my last um acting role like on screen right so Um, I don't I don't know if they'll go back to Rachel but I guess I can see it if they don't care about anybody else um I thought like definitely the 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 bloom has come off the rose of Mrs. Maisel a little bit right but I thought the end of the four whatever the last season I guess was the is it the fifth or is this the fifth and that was last season was four I thought the end of the fourth season was really, really good. And it ends on like a great note. And I'm excited for the fifth season. I haven't watched the screeners yet, but uh, I am excited. And I think if it pays off like what they're setting up in that finale of the fourth season, it could be like really satisfying finish. And I wouldn't be surprised if she gets like a lot of support, but who knows? Yeah, I think like under this current system, like the lead categories haven't, seen um repeat winners after a loss mm-hmm. so uh, but like her losses have been explainable too like she lost to you know phoebe Wallerbridge and Catherine o'hara who were just in juggernauts right you know and she lost to jean last year um who is a juggernaut by herself right so yeah I don't know. This is kind of a weird category, I think. Like, like they're all great, but I don't know who will win. I guess, like, Quinta could kind of win like Tina Fey did, because she, she lost for the first season of 30 Rock to America Ferreira, who swept right. everything, but she won in the second season. I, I can definitely see yeah. it. Um, comedy actor, I feel like, will probably have the same six, though, based on what we've talked about, but maybe not. I have Jason Sudeikis, Jeremy Allen White, Bill Hader, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Stephen Young. Same. Uh, left out Donald Glover and Jason Segel for my beloved Shrinking. And Nicholas I can't believe you—you've already dropped Jason Segel. Uh, well, I watch Beef. It's great. I just think he's, he's so good. Um, the others are all incredibly locked in. It feels like. Yeah, I had Nicholas Holden here um, before I watched Beef, and then I'm like, I'll just hope Dick Steve yeah for now um Um, so this is between jason and jeremy (laughs) so i have jason winning because i think uh if it's his last season on ted lasso that will go a long way to having him win for ted lasso i have jeremy in first just to be different um because i think he can totally win and he dominated the winter without jason in the field right um but it's like one of them Certainly. Uh, and if Jeremy won, I think the argument is, again, like it's a different uh, of all these. He's the most dramatic of these comedy performances. So I think the different flavor here would help. Even like we said, Stephen is like pretty comedic in his his dark comedy. Um, so that I think would make him stand out for the bear. Yeah, I think like the bears just as we know today, just a stronger show. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it it won PGA. Right. <laughs> so um, Nothing really else to say here. You don't think Bill Hader can win for his final season of Barry? I mean, I wish, but... Maybe directing. I'm just concentrating on directing for him. Right, got it. Uh, Next category, uh, supporting actors in a comedy. Uh, This one, another, a ton of contenders. Uh, Here's what I ended up with. I have Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso, Cheryl Lee Ralph for Abbott Elementary, Io Edbiri for The Bear, Janelle James for Abbott Elementary, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Sarah Goldberg for Barry and Jessica Williams for shrinking. 
I have all of those except Jessica and I have Lisa and Walter for Abbott Elementary. So that would make more sense, obviously, if Abbott's a stronger show. Um, certainly, I think she's Lisa Ann is like underrated odds, and she's very underrated and hilarious on the show. So I'd love to see it. Man, I just love Jessica Williams on, on Shrinking. She's so funny. She's like really good. She, she and Harrison are the best parts of the show. And she has great chemistry with Siegel. And I feel like it just pays off a lot of like what, like the, she had like a great, what was the, the, um, Jessica Jones, I think was her, her rom-com. Do you remember that movie with Chris O'Dowd and her? Not Jessica Jones. What was it? And I was like, what are you talking about? What is it called? Uh, <laughs> oh, um, uh, um, Jessica James. Jessica James. Close. Uh, I was like, I was and, like she wasn't uh, on Jessica Jones. <laughs> great movie. Uh, and she's just great in it. And I love her as like a rom-com lead. And that was like a long time ago. So for me, it like pays off a lot of like the the early stock about it and Jessica Williams as a, a rom-com actor. So I'm just all in on her. But I think Lisa Ann Walter makes more sense because Abbott is seemingly the more beloved show, obviously. Yeah, this is a case where I don't know if the restricted ballot would make that much of a difference like i think if this were seven years ago which was the last time we had the restricted ballot with the system um i think we might have more variety in terms of shows of the nominees but i feel like now with there being millions of shows um the people can watch them all so i think even with the restricted eight slots they might still nominate as many people as they can from like the six shows they do watch right I, you I, know they, I, they they might just not list 16 people anymore but it's like oh i i watch abbott and i like the three of them so that's three spots right there and then you just have to fill out another five right with people from your other favorite shows so it make, makes uh, a lot of sense yeah. I just, uh, I feel like there's, there's like, it's mass TV. So there's too many things and people are not watching the same things either. You're right. Um, yeah. So you have Shirley Ralph winning, I assume. I do. And she has, so the thing about Abbott this season is like, they're really, it's so old school and I kind of love it. It's, I, I feel like Aaron Sorkin is like writing the season or something because he always like every year he would always tell like the West Wing actors, like you're going to have an Emmy tape this season, you know, um, and you're going to win. But like, they really um, have given all the Abbott actors like an episode, like a tape, even though tapes don't really matter anymore. And um, Cheryl has some really good possible submissions this season already um including fire last month with like the fire drill and then you find out like she she accidentally started the fire and then you find out like why that happened so it's a lot of good stuff for her and yeah i can see her repeating so i put hannah waddingham back to come back and win uh based on the screeners of ted lasso that i've seen i just thought like she's got a lot there's a lot of rebecca stuff that i think is pretty compelling and i was just like I mean, maybe they'll just go back to, like, I don't know. I just feel like that maybe they'll just go back to her uh, after last season. I think she's got more to, seemingly, while not in as much, like last season, she had the whole uh, relationship with Sam and stuff. And that kind of like played out in the back half of the season. This season feels like a lot more like season one, Rebecca. And I just was like, they love that in season one. Why not season three? Yeah, uh, we'll have to see if she can come back to win after right. 
a loss. So, um, because it's been like Kate McKinnon hasn't done it, Alex Borstein hasn't done it, um, Annie Murphy won on her last shot, so she right. wasn't back, right? Uh, for comedy supporting actor, Joyce. Again, maybe we have a lot of the same, but let's see. I have Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary, Henry Henry Winkler for Barry, Harrison Ford for Shrinking, uh, Nick Muhammad for Ted Lasso, Anthony Carrigan for Barry, Ebon Moss Backrack for The Bear, and Tony Shalhoub for Mrs. Maisel. Um, I have Brett, Henry, TJ Dubs, Nick, Anthony, Tony, Chris Perfetti for Abbott Elementary and Stephen Root for Barry. <laughs> nice. So no Harrison for you and no Ebon Moss Bacharach for you. No. Um, I mean, Stephen is basically a hope diction. Also kind of with Sarah Goldberg as well. I mean, like she better make it back in. because she it feels like there's more room for her to so make it So cruelly in. snubbed last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Stephen has been nominated before. And um, I don't think like... Barry is as beloved as some of these other shows that are ending. Um, but I, again, I can see like, if you're just not watching a billion shows, but you're watching Barry and you have eight slots, you could just write down all the guys right. <laughs> still. Um, I didn't do shrinking anywhere yet because I feel like it's kind of a moderate hit and not like a hit hit. So I'm basically just like going on like, I like it partially, but also I think Apple is like shown that it could like generate a lot of enthusiasm for its product. And I just feel like they will not hesitate to push the hell out of the show in the next like two months. Well, there, I mean, obviously. And like, they also know like Harrison is their best ticket. And I think Harrison would get in. Like I said, I actually think if he wasn't any good, I wouldn't have, like, I think the fact that he's actually good on it maybe helps. Like if it was just like Harrison Ford mailing in a performance here, I'd be like, no way. But he's like legitimately good on it. Yeah, I can see him being like the only nomination for the show. I mean, maybe. Uh, it's just, I, I it's like you. We obviously know their priority is Ted too. It's their priority, but I think they have room to have more. Like, I think they don't. Well, have in to this category, in they'll have much. to sacrifice some of their ten nominees to get right Harrison. In. So I, I think like the way the restricted ballot will. Um you know, show its effects will be, there will be fewer coattails of like the big shows. Right. You know, you might not get like four or five nominees from the big shows, but you might still get three. Right. I think that makes sense. And that for Ted, especially, I think like the, uh, some of the, the nominations got last year, like Toei Jimo and, you know, maybe not coming in this year. Yeah. So like in that, sense like yeah harrison can get in and then they, they can still apple can still have another nomination right. and then i have Ivan moss background because i think people really love the bear and he's awesome on it yeah i can see uh, that so um neither of us have any snl people no uh <laughs> again not the strongest season i guess bowen yang could obviously get in just because he's bowen yang at this point but i'm like he'd be the only person honestly i don't know i'm not like expecting a keenan nomination no um and then no bth oscar nominee bth no i kind of avoided atlanta the whole thing here because i just think like 
it kind of ended it, it ended well as a show but i didn't think they're just again off it maybe yeah um should we go into drama joyce drama we know what's winning so succession is winning uh here are my <laughs> nominees and again like i said i had a tough time filling out the eight uh you mean number eight number eight because the top seven are pretty legitimately locked uh succession white lotus last of us better call saul house of the dragon the crown yellow jackets and then for my eighth slot i went with yellowstone <laughs> i don't have house of the dragon so okay um i have succession white lotus better call saul last of us yellow jackets the crown and then i have andor and mandalorian and wow, I feel good about, yeah, I don't feel, well, I feel like okay about Andor. I don't feel good about Mando. <laughs> uh, so Andor had pretty solid reviews. People seem to really like it. Uh, Mandalorian has kind of like started with a a whimper, I would argue, uh, at least in the discourse for the new season. This is um, definitely its uh, least buzzed season. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like the long layoff. So I, th or I, think I think it's a few things. It's definitely the long layoff. It's that the uh, a lot of the the hang cliffhangers of season two were resolved last year in Boba Fett, and then uh, I think having Pedro Pascal on The Last of Us, which was such a big hit and like a buzzy conversation starting show, uh, definitely took some of the wind out of the sails of Mandalorian. Um, I don't think that really affected it i mean like who doesn't want more pedro pascal um but i feel like there was kind of like the lead up to the premiere just lacked a lot of hype it was weird well yeah i don't know if it was like it was like a symptom of you know just them being so secretive about it as they are want to do but it felt like it just arrived <laughs> out of nowhere yeah and that's just kind of like been kind of sleepy every week um in the combo um but i don't like i mean you know people are obviously still watching and maybe it's just kind of like it's old quote unquote now that like they don't feel the need to talk about it but they're still watching it because they've watched it already and it could just also be kind of like a default pick for people to to vote for it maybe. like instead of getting invested in a new show like they've already been watching the show for two years yeah pick it up again instead of picking up a new show I get the other problem, I think, is that, like, the early season, first season especially, and, like, some of the second season, it was way more, like, I think the premise of the show was more aligned with, like, Poker Face, honestly, which, like, an episode, like, it was, like, there was, like, a runner of, like, narrative, obviously, but it was, like, a show of the week kind of thing, where it's, like, a guest star, and, like, they're doing, like, an adventure, and it's, like, kind of, like, in that old-school episodic fashion, and now it's way more lore heavy and like a lot of like, you got to really know your Star Wars shit to like kind of follow it. It feels like a little more so it's definitely like tying into like all the Star Wars Rebels and all these other like Dave Filoni projects. And I don't know, it just is like, I think for casual viewers, it's not as compelling as it was in the early seasons. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's also, it could just be at the age even though like three doesn't sound like a lot, but these days, you know, a lot of shows end at three anyway, or get renewed and unrenewed, right? get canceled at three. But it could just be kind of aging out, but I don't, I don't know. I can see it just kind of 
still hanging on there, you know, kind of like Stranger Things, which was a lot bigger, but we knew it wasn't going to be like a huge nomination player right. anymore, but it still made it into drama series because right. people were watching it. So, so, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't feel good about having two Star Wars shows in here, but I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And I don't know, like similar thing with House of the Dragon, like it was kind of a thing when it aired last summer and it randomly won the globe, <laughs> just one of the weirdest ones ever. Um, but I don't think it's like, sustain that momentum and right. it didn't do that well in the guilds either so yeah i was gonna ask why you don't have house of the dragon because it's like people have that pretty like comfortably in the middle of their picks it looks yeah like. i think people just have it because it's like of course it's gonna get in right that's kind of like why i have it because there's not a lot yeah. here um and then i have yellowstone because like i said i just was like last one i can't put mandalorian or andor in i think e even if they're both okay they're both going to cancel each other out but you have them both in so maybe that's wrong I have them both in. I think they're also like seen. Like we know sure. people, I mean, especially Andor. I don't think there's a lot of detractors to Andor. No, it was very, um, very or like minimal time. detractors at yeah. least. Yellowstone, it's just like, you know, it didn't get in last year and mm -hmm. this season was uh less well received, even by its fans. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what about uh former champion Handmaid's Tale? not didn't even think of it <laughs> uh thought of the boys honestly as like a last last dark row i'm not sure um i think it was uh lucky to get in last time because yeah. of the dearth of competition sure because of covid uh so we have succession winning obviously we've both seen the first episode of season four just great show. Um, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> great, show. Um, great show. Remains I don't know. Good. Like there's nothing else to say. No, it's <laughs> so good. Uh, so here's a, here's what I actually want to ask you about succession because we're rewatching the Sopranos right now. Uh, and I'm sure. just, just loving it. Uh, loving it anew. I haven't seen it in like a long time and uh, my wife had never seen it. So she's watching it and what? yeah. And uh, holy shit. It's so good. It's just it, nothing better. So my question for you is, I was thinking, like, I'd love to hear, like, what are your top HBO sh dramas? What are your top three? Oh, my God. Putting you on the spot. Um, succession. Are we, like, counting, um, like, limited series, or are those limited series? I mean, you could count whatever you want. I don't care. Um, I feel like I'm being too recent with this. I need to look, get a list. Hold on. <laughs> HBO series wiki is what I'm looking up. I mean, like, yeah, list of HBO original programming yeah. on wiki. Here we go. Doing it live. Um, well, what are yours? Because I'm assuming you already have your list. Well, I don't really, but I definitely had, I, I was trying to figure out for my personal, I guess it depends on how Succession ends, but we watched the first episode of season four. Of like, I want to put in, like, The Wire, probably, but then I have one more slot, so then it's like, uh They've had too much good shit. Incredible amount of stuff. I guess I was just like, I was trying to figure out for myself, like, what do I like more like succession? I mean, I definitely like succession more than the Sopranos. I, I kind of think I do too, which is maybe blasphemy, but I was just like, I love the Sopranos so much. And I'm like, that's how good succession is. that it's actually better than the Sopranos when I'm watching it. 
I was never a huge Sopranos stand, so this is easier for me okay. to pick Succession over it. Succession is just more kind of like my um, like sense of humor and tone. Okay. Um, and like I enjoy The Sopranos, but it was never like my favorite show. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I would say, like I probably like The Wire more than The Sopranos. Okay, I wouldn't put the wire on my list. Uh, I would have Succession though first. I think I really might, and then Sopranos, and then I was like, I mean, I really loved Watchmen, but I don't. For counting like limited series, I might put that next, but like, I'm not sure. I don't. Mm, I mean, I guess I could just put the Sopranos as my third one. Because I'm like, I also really love Big Little Lies season one, not season two. So I would put Big Little Lies season one probably on there. But because season two is there, I might not. But I think I might put Big Little Lies three if it was just season one. I know. Or I could just do like Mayor of Easttown. That's why I was like, I need to look at a list because I'm being too (laughs) Mayor I wouldn't put on there, but it's definitely in like the second tier for me. I did love it. Um, How about the newsroom choice? Um, Pass. I mean, if we're if we're doing like limited series, they have like, you know, like Angels of America, and sure. I mean, it's good, but like, I wouldn't put it on my list. I know, like, I would, I would not rewatch that. That's not um, a rewatchable show. <laughs> no, um, it's interesting though because I was like, wow, that's how good Succession is, and I think if Succession ends on the note that I feel like it will, the high note that it's going out on, uh, man, it's really going to be like one of the best series ever. It really is. Yeah, and it's I think it was kind of jarring for everyone including the cast that it's the final season because jesse armstrong told them at the final table read in january <laughs> so i i think I, i've read um, a lot of all those quotes i'm like i think that's a not total bad it's definitely like headlines to make it seem like he like no because like he them. told them before they started shooting that this could or right. could not be the last season so they were like kind of prepared but yeah. i still think obviously you go into the season differently if you know for sure it's the last season because it's like you kind of like take things in more it's like you know this is the last one um but if you know like there's a chance it could come back then it's also like you know it's kind of hard yeah. it's like it's like you can't really kind of say goodbye or you know and you know some of them have said like they when they read the finale it was like they thought like there will be a fifth season like that's how it ends like right i mean but all of their finales have been like that anyway where it could end or it could, could continue. <laughs> I, I And again, watching like The Sopranos and then like thinking about other shows, I think one of the strengths of Succession is that every single season has ended with what could be a series finale. And like the strength of the writing in that show and how good it is, is like carry, it's like really, really well done. I just think it's like the best. Yeah. And I love when, you know, I do like that when shows don't overstay their welcome, you know, Definitely. like Dexter. <laughs> like, like, um, I mean, I... You know, like most people just assume it will go out at five because Jesse has also said, you know, at most five. Um, I assume that too, but. Yeah, but if he thinks like, you know, it could end this at four, then I trust him. Me too. It was, yeah, it was just, you know, like a bulldozer when that New Yorker yeah. <laughs> interview dropped last month. Uh, like, all right, let's do. So let's here's, see. wait, here's yeah. my question. Cause yeah. my friend and I have been talking about this for a while the every season uh finale's title is okay. a line from the poem dream song 29 by john okay. Berryman. so she and i were 
this like we were doing this for months like we were trying to figure out what will be the season four finale line which will now be the series finale title okay. i'll send you a copy of the poem now i i, I have I, the one i want it to be i pulled it up okay um so the one i want it to be is in the third stanza hacks her body up okay <laughs> I mean, I let me look at this. I never looked at this because you might imagine poetry not my strength. Strength, Joyce. You don't read. We know you don't read. So it's definitely tough for me even to look at these words on the screen. I'm like, what is? What am I looking at here? What What is this? I'm looking at. Uh, let me see. This is riveting. I mean, you you can read it out loud. No, because I don't want to yeah. read it wrong. Because I'm sure there's like <laughs> a way to read poems. I want to seem like more of an idiot than I already do. You do need a tempo. Yeah. You've never done beat poetry. No. I mean, I would go to that that third stanza, hide the pieces where they may be found. Seems like a possibility. That's a very long one. Yeah. It is, but I could see them doing it. Uh hmm. What was your other option? Um uh with open eyes he attends blind that i was just looking at that could really be it <laughs> <laughs> that could really be it uh everyone tell us the the five people listening to this tell us what line do you think will be the title email the us at slugfest at goldderby.com please <laughs> with your titles Hacks um, her body up. They should just do that come on so it was this so far we've had all the bells say this is not for tears and what was the other one Nobody is ever missing the season one finale. So based on that, because those are the last lines of stanzas, if we're going back up to the top, you could say the little cough somewhere or an odor, a chime. Perhaps, because the other two are last lines of stanzas. The other three, excuse me. Basically. Yeah, well, two of them are from the same line. Right. Right. Um, and so he's never yeah, done anything. There's been nothing. The there's been nothing from the first stanza. Correct. So then Little Cough Somewhere, perhaps, is the title if we're doing that. Jesse Armstrong, what do you think? We got Jesse Armstrong right here. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't even picked it yet. Maybe it's just like four ten. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next category, drama actress, one where Succession won't win, Joyce. But here are the nominees I have. Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, Imelda Staunton for The Crown, Emma Darcy for House of the Dragon, Helen Mirren for 1923, and Juliette Lewis for Yellow Jackets. This category is like, like the inverted sister of comedy actress. Yes. Um... I have Melanie, Bella, Imelda, Sharon Horgan for Bad Sisters, okay. Juliet Lewis for Yellow Jackets, and Tawny Cypress for Yellow Jackets. I have triple Yellow Jackets. Wow, let's go! Uh, I watched. I have not watched the screeners yet for the new season. So I watched the first two, and it's not inconceivable. I mean, based on the first two, that like that could happen. I put Juliet Lewis in because she's really in it, like obviously like a major factor in the show. Um, I've really enjoyed the first two episodes. I don't know. I was like, not dreading it, but I was like apprehensive about the second season because it felt like the first season was such a success. And like, it felt like also that, you know, there weren't, it wasn't as meticulously planned as maybe Reddit would have hoped, right? The, the, the overarching yes. goal of the series. 
and that was apparent in like the showrunner interviews and stuff but the second season feels like really tight so far i mean just in two episodes that i watched but i was like this is good it's like pretty solid so i think they could it could support three is what i'm saying i have two I mean, it gets a poor three because this category is empty. Melanie is the only nominee from last year who can return. Uh, <laughs> so I actually think Bella. <laughs> I think Bella Ramsey's going to win. I have I have them in first. So here's another conversation I've had with many people the last couple weeks. Will HBO bump either Jennifer Coolidge or Snower Snook to lead? Um, so they can win all of the categories in drama. So I think Jennifer would win either category she's in. I think she's supporting, but I think if she were in lead, she would win anyway. I don't think Sarah would win either category, but I think she is more of a lead on succession than Jennifer is on the white Lotus. And um, I mean, like she's like in season four, like Sarah, a lot of hefty material. Based on the first episode that we watched. And they, they, they submitted her as a lead for season one. She didn't get in. Um, but she, yeah, Shiv gets a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, based on the first episode, I would say she could be a lead and she would get in easily. Um, yeah, I think they would both get in like either way. Um, but I don't think. I can't. Like, do, you, do you think they'll do either scenario? I think if I had a guess, I would say Jennifer Coolidge in lead would make more sense. And I think she would win in lead for sure. Yeah, I think she would win either one. And I think it would make more sense because then they could have, they could push for Sarah to win for supporting. And even if I don't think she would, maybe even in that scenario, like you said, because they just don't seem to like Shiv as a character. They don't um, like cold, ruthless women. Though, based on what we've seen in the first episode, I would say, like, maybe they're going to not soften Shiv, but I think there's more empathy there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely, like, the most vulnerable she's been so far. Well, I mean, she's had that in previous seasons, too. Like, her scene um, in Shantyshire with Harry Walter. Yeah, that one's okay, but she's still coming. I I thought of that one, but I definitely don't. It's This is, like, a new shade of the character, I would say, in the first episode. Yeah, but she's still very much you know just like calculated and cold and going after what she wants like she doesn't like show the kind of remorse that i think people men want to see in a female character like that (laughs) i don't disagree that that is off-putting for for men but i also think she kind of does i i don't know i thought that that we'll talk about this more next week but i guess but like I thought the way they played the the moments in the first episode were like pretty, pretty remarkable. No, I agree. Like I love those scenes you're talking about. Yeah. But I I just think overall as a character, like even just not, I'm not even talking about voters, but just like people in general, right. like a right. lot of people on Reddit don't no, like I her. I know. Yeah. You can't, don't read Reddit, Joyce. Let's, uh, I don't read Reddit. I just know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I have Bella Ram- Ramsey winning. They're amazing on Last of Us. I just love the performance. I love the show. And um, I think it's the, going to be like a big hit obviously Mel Linsky's in first here kind of similar it feels like to Quinta Brunson a little bit like where people have her in first because she's been there like you said before and like it's a great performance as well uh either one of them I could see winning frankly at this point um yeah I don't know like who who else would really be when competitive here like I don't think 
Imelda is going to win. And we, we know that Elizabeth's win for the even seasons anyway. Um, but so the other thing is, will Netflix bump Elizabeth Debicki to lead? Possibly. Because she's I more mean, of a lead in season five than Imelda is. <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that. And I think they could easily. And then I, I mean, I have Helen Mirren in like, that's like, this is a, a goof, but I'm like, Helen Mirren, love that accent, love 1923. I'm like, let's go. But yeah, I think, I think she could get in. Um, I mean, that's definitely like a play for Netflix to do to because Elizabeth got the SAG nomination too. Yes. Um, and it's kind of weird for them to have run Emma Corrin in lead um, when Elizabeth is way more of a lead in season five than Emma was. Absolutely in- right. So I can see them changing <laughs> so. that. Um, and it's open enough that they could do it. Like we're talking about, you know, Jennifer Coolidge or Sarah Snook being in lead. Yeah. Yep. Um, so no, no Emma D'Arcy for you. I ha- I have Emma in. I did. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're you're going all in on House of the Dragon. I am. I think it'll get nominated for series, and, and Emma will get in for for Best Actress. I'm just going by like they don't really care about Game of Thrones actors unless your name is Peter Dinklage. I was going by there's not a lot here, and why not? There isn't, which is why I'm just like if they love <laughs> Yellow Jackets and they did last year, they could just knock off all three makes a lot of sense i i like i like your thinking there uh let's go to drama actor joyce uh another one i had a little tough time filling out a little bit but i ended up with uh the top six in our odds at the moment so that is brian cox for succession jeremy strong for succession bob odenker for better call saul pedro pascal for the last of us jeff bridges for the old man and patty considine for house of the dragon i'm assuming you don't have him since you're out on house of the dragon I do not. I have right. Matthew Reese for Perry right. Mason, which People I've like seen this. the whole season of. So. I heard it's Former good. nominee for Perry Mason from our winner. Yeah, I heard it's good, right? Did you like it? Yeah, it is good. Um, it's, um, I, I wish there was more, more Paul Racy. Ah, love Paul Racy. So, because I would definitely put him in supporting if there were more of him. Right. But yeah, I just like breeze through those screeners it was funny because i was watching those screeners and my friend was watching the ted lasso screeners and then we were both on episode three of each of our shows and she was complaining about how long the ted episodes was and she she was like episode three is 48 minutes and i started episode three of perry mason and i was like oh this is 47 minutes it's like the episodes of perry mason were shorter than the ted lasso episodes um um but yeah i just kind of Put him in here sure. also you know carrie russell we didn't mention is on the diplomat on netflix so yes. they could get his and her nominations love it and, and there are his and her box office hit in cocaine bear choice. yeah so uh, um but yeah i just put him in there because i don't know so you didn't you didn't put in harrison ford for 1923 i didn't i didn't do double noms i stuck with shrinking uh for his only nom uh, I, I, Brian winning, what would be a well-deserved Emmy for the final season? Um, I have him in first. I don't know if he'll actually win. I hope he wins because I want him to have an Emmy for this. Like one of the downsides of the show ending this year is that we have one fewer year of them going for awards because <laughs> yes. I want the whole cast to have Emmys. So hopefully this I don't know if that will happen. I don't know either. But I mean, the first episode alone, I was like, yes, he rules. I thought he should have won for third season three. So uh, 
I guess we'll see. Yeah, I I can see it being another scenario like three years ago where he and Jeremy are just so far ahead of the field and like they can't agree on an alternate to them like they did last year with Lee Jung Jae. Yes. You know, like I don't don't think my beloved Bob Odenkirk will win. No. I don't think Pedro will win either. No. Um and or Jeff. Um no. and I mean I don't even know. Like I'm not even confident Jeff will get in. I just like have him in there. <laughs> pretty pretty open category, let's say. It's you didn't do a Diego Luna for Andor. I didn't, no. Or I went out on the Star Wars shows. for Yellowstone. No, I went out on him too, even though I put it in for series. I, I don't think they'd want these shows in there, but I guess we'll see. Uh for uh for drama supporting actress Joyce, we already mentioned Jennifer Coolidge. I have these are my nominees for the eight. Uh Jennifer Coolidge, uh Ray Ray Seorn for Better Call Saul, Sarah Snook, Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets, Megan Fahey for White Lotus, Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown, Aubrey Plaza for White Lotus, and Jay Smith Cameron for Succession. I have the same. Uh those are the top eight in the odds. No, it seems like there's a lot of options, but I'm just like the other they just feel so set, that group. Um yeah, I mean, I if if like the crown were stronger, I would do Leslie Manville too. Like honestly, I could see the crown's only acting nomination being Elizabeth. Possibly. Um in either category. Um and yeah, Cal Burnett is an option here too, because she was in too many episodes to be in guests. For that that would be hilarious if she made made it in. Cause then you know it's just kind of like half name check, even though she's really good on the show, but it's like, you know, she, she's able to make it in for that. Now um one one person yeah. I thought of was uh which I probably would have had from the only ballot and I actually might still end up having is Haley Lou Richardson for White Lotus also, because she's great on it and like so funny. But I went with Jay Smith Cameron just because I felt like she was nominated before. And obviously Succession is like a more popular show than White Lotus, even though the White Lotus is also very popular. I mean, if the White Lotus were still unlimited, I can see them just taking over that category again, even with the restricted ballot, because um, it's kind of dire over there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just have three of them in here. And Jennifer will win. If she's here, so, and then I don't, if she's not here, if they do somehow move her, I don't even know if Sarah would win. I think she was best position to win, but, um, and, and it does help that Julia Garner is finally gone. Um, cause she's, she's lost both of her nominations to her, you know, both times. So we don't actually know how she would do against the rest of the field because she lost to the same person right twice but yeah it, i don't know but then i'm like if it's not if, if jennifer's not here and if it's not sarah i don't know who else it would be so i kind of think aubrey plaza would be the one to win based on the list i don't i feel like there's i feel like as a celebrity she would be the popular pick but I think like fans are, um, if you watch the show, like the support is kind of divided between her and Megan outside of Jennifer. Yes. So. But 
I think the celebrity aspect would put her over the top. Plus, she's also, I mean, Megan is amazing on it too. Like, but I think the nomination is the reward for her. And like, I think Aubrey could win, but it's a moot point because Jennifer Coolidge is going to win, assuming she's there. Uh, I just like, I don't see them moving her. No. So I think people just want to talk about this because they want each of them, like Jennifer and Sarah, to have an Emmy and drama actress is soft i guess i would argue too well i think we're right that she probably will win drama actress i mean it's like such a slam dunk it seems like that she will win best support like the supporting actress here and it adds a layer of uh unpredictability if she goes lead whereas here in the it does but i think like she's just so strong anyway that she would win like i think the it might I don't even know. Like, I was going to say maybe the gap would be tighter in Lee, but I'm not even sure. Right. I mean, like, I don't know either, but I'm like, it's, it, it, you know that she's going to win supporting, it feels like, right? Like, it's like, no doubt. Yeah, but it's like, you know, like people are only talking about this because Lee is so weak right. and like, you know, she individually is so strong. Right. Um. But I just, I also don't think, like, I don't care if she goes Lee even as a supporting player, but I don't think she's actually a lead on the show. <laughs> like, it's just an ensemble. And she, they have, like, they all have, like, comparable screen time, and she's basically just, like, the lead in the finale. Right. So. Um, next up, supporting actor. I went on a couple of limbs here because I'm just like, why not? Not even that many, I guess. Uh, but I have Matthew McFadden winning for Succession again. Uh, but then I have Kieran Culkin Giancarlo Esposito, Matt Smith for House of the Dragons, Stellan Skarsgård for Andor, F. Murray Abraham for The White Lotus Sicily, Tom Hollander for The White Lotus Sicily, and Nicholas Braun for Succession. I have Matthew, Kieran, Jonathan Banks for Broncos Hall, uh, F. Murray Abraham, Nicholas Braun, Giancarlo Esposito for Broncos Hall, Alan Ruck, Eldest Son for Succession, and Michael Imperioli. Or White Lotus. Nice. So you don't have Matt Smith? No. Why would Obviously. I? And <laughs> I have Tom Hollander because I think, again, if you, like, he's awesome. I actually think I would I would put in, I was thinking about putting, like, triple White Lotus, and I would have done him. I went him over Imperioli just because I think, like, of all these acts, like, Imperioli's got the least showy part. Yeah, and, movie. like, Tom has a lot of scenes of Jennifer. Yes. And it's like, he's so sinister in like a way that's like, not really, you're not sure even at the end, what is going on. Right. I mean, a little bit, but like, man, he's so good on it. And I think if, like you said, like, if you love white Lotus, I think you're just going to tick down the list. So I should probably have Imperioli here too. But I actually was like, I think F. Murray Abraham and Tom Hollander would rate higher. Would I think they would be like one, two on the, the white Lotus stand ballot more so than Imperioli. Yeah, I mean, I could drop one of my BCS guys to do it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Maybe I'll drop uh, Matt Smith for him. Do Go it for live. it. I'm going to do it live. Apologies to that man. Sorry <laughs> to that man. Uh, anyway, good category. I think I think Tom will win again. Why not? Um, yeah, but I do want karen to win again i want them all to have emmys like it would be ideal if brian karen and sarah won this year 
I, I again based on the first episode and not to spoil anything i love that uh the way they've i love the way they've I, I know Jesse Armstrong's not a big fan of like characters change, but I'm like, they've definitely changed Roman a lot of ways. And I think that Kieran has done a great job uh, evolving the character. Um, I don't, I mean, he's still Roman. It's just like, there is a time jump in the premiere. So they, we pick up with them with another endeavor. And I feel like he's had to, because of what happened in the finale and being betrayed um like he's had to refocus himself on yeah. this new venture so but he's still roman he's still roman but he's definitely since the i mean the i think of all the character of all the children the evolution of him from the first season to the final season has been the most dramatic i would say yeah i think like he's I've always felt like he's like the smartest of all of them. He's also just the most immature. And yeah, you're right. And I think he's slowly gotten more. I think there's been levels of maturity in within backslides. Yeah, because now it's like they're up against dad. But I also think like when you're like, they have to like do it on their do do it like on their own. Like he can't. Right. Like he can't even lean on Jerry anymore. When you watch the first season, especially like I think that was like a lot of the especially in the the because i a, after we learned that it was the last season i immediately rewatched the whole series sure. again so obviously <laughs> but like a lot of especially in the pilot like a lot of the characterization which is like normal for a first season show it's like it's a lot more arch you know it's like they're like kind of finding what these characters are and i know like a lot of people dunk on it because it's like oh they're just playing themselves um like they are, but they're not, you know, it's like, sure. They're like, like Kieran is like a smart ass IRL, but he's not Roman. And like, there is a lot of depth to that character, even when he's being a jackass and like masturbating on the window of his office. <laughs> I, I definitely agree. I think with all the, like, and those early episodes, I think for me, it's like the first season really pin, like pivots on episode six, which uh, when, when Kendall tries to overthrow the uh, logan in the boardroom and misses it because he's running late and has to run down the street that episode rules uh just a great episode and that's when the season like kind of really pivots into focus i think those early episodes are way more mckay like adam mckay folk like field uh, a little more vibes on there and especially roman feels like very like i don't know they're like playing it more like i think kieran does put so much more depth in the character as the seasons go on i guess I think yeah. in the beginning, not as much. So it'd be great if he wins, basically. But I just think that, I mean, Matthew McFadden's so good. Tom, no notes on, on the first episode, at least. So, uh, And I think Nicholas Braun would get in. He's a person who I think last year people were like, oh, we're just name-checking people in for succession. But he's so good. And, like, he's still so good. And I, again, I think, like, because of his last season, and they do love the show, and there are eight slots, and we don't know how many shows they're watching. <laughs> You got Alan like, Ruckman. I yeah. I just, like, I still, I put, so I don't think Alan Ruck will get in, but I just put him in there just to hope dictum because I'm like, sure, why not? But I feel like if Alexander Skarsgård is ineligible for guest, I would predict him. Definitely. So. Definitely. Uh, next up, limited series choice. This is where we get to have a lot of fun because it's just wide open. Is it fun? <laughs> wide open spaces. Uh, 
So I have Fleischman in trouble getting nominated. I have it in first. Just hell yeah. I'm just going to goose the odds. Uh, I have Daisy Jones in the six, a show I absolutely loved. I have Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. I have Love and Death, George and Tammy, and Blackbird. Sure. Um, there are six slots here, and I think slash hope there will only be five RIRL. Yes. Because I did not know what to put in the sixth slot. <laughs> so what you come up with? I have Love and Death, White House Plumbers, Monster, Fleischman is in Trouble, Blackbird, and Are You Ready? Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like I I these other options I'm just like I don't think so wow uh, it's like I know people watch this yeah but no one really it, liked it I like they it's like I mean did they like inventing Anna uh, I think they did did they though a little bit uh I have Daisy Jones at six I think it's an absolutely awesome show it's wrapping up this week and it's a huge uh, Amazon is like going all in on it for Reese and hello sunshine um daisy i don't i feel like it would be better if it were on netflix i guess yeah it would definitely be more widely seen yeah also like their release strategy is so weird they're just try to fit 10 episodes into the month of march yes <laughs> just wild choices um but yeah i don't know because i think it i think so the the book has a lot of fans and i think that's the core of its the show's support right now so i don't know what kind of reach it will have um industry wide yet because i feel like that's where a lot of the conversation is like a lot of people a lot of um colleagues i know just love the book so they love the show but i think too. some like, of them hate the show too yeah i mean <laughs> but I, I feel I like that's where a lot of the conversation is as you might guess i didn't read the book but uh i do love the show i think when it's do you ever read what was the last book you read i read case's book bring it on plug did, she, did you read it or did she read it to you no did i read it read i read it fully read it on my own <laughs> she did not have to read it to me i read it on my own um i don't have white house plumbers in because i feel like there we should be hearing more about it I think so. The only um, date left for it to premiere is May first, if they to get into five episodes. That's the only option left. And don't you think they should have like been talking about it? I mean, like, who knows what's going on at Warner Brothers Disney under his ass? But that is like, I just have it in there because we know it exists. And people involved with the show have said it's premiering in the spring. Yes. And they've like used it in the sizzle. They released a trailer like two months ago. Yeah. It exists. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I think if they're going to make it eligible, we'll be hearing any day now that it will premiere on May 1st. <laughs> maybe, maybe by the time you're watching. Um, like, I don't know like how it's going to be. I just like have it in there also because of the HBO pedigree too. Sure. Um. But yeah, this was very hard to fill out. And then I just tossed like Love and Death in there, like sure. I, um, it got it got good reviews from South by Southwest. Um, premiered there last week. 
um, another Candy Montgomery limited series just a year after Candy by Hulu last year. So that was also why I went away from White House Plumbers because I think that'll end up being a bigger priority for HBO and like the imprimatur of HBO on that show will help it more than White House Plumbers. I mean, it's HBO Max and it's only, I mean, if White House Plumbers is premiering on May 1st, Love and Death is premiering on April 27th. So it's like not that much of a difference. Um, and then Monster just because like, sure. <laughs> Biggest hit, right? Um, like you gotta... Like V, it was popular and sure. Um, Fleischman, I think it has like a core base of support. Um, Blackbird, I thought it would do better at the Winter Awards. It didn't really do that well, but I just put it in there because it's old and people do like it. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan, I just, I was like, I need something wow. in here. And Bold. I don't know, like, if, people would actually vote for George and Tammy. I feel like that's like a Jessica Chastain thing. I think it'll be a priority for Showtime as much. I mean, as obviously it is, but I don't so know if like they're watching it and voting for yeah. it. I don't know. I mean, like, and then there's like what, like Chippendales, which I watched the whole thing of, but not a lot like, of buzz on it. That's also getting a little fraught based on uh, credit uh, and who is, who, you know, uh, whose idea it was let's say yeah and then great expectations i thought of great expectations honestly but it just looks like i don't, I don't know. know like the patient like you know that you know a good show but i don't know if it will get in well joseph if you thought limited series was uh tough to fill out let me introduce you to tv movie tv movie where the reigning champion is chippendale rescue rangers so uh this is what i came up with shrug Fire Island, Weird, Hocus Pocus 2, the movie Prey, and the movie Reality with uh, my my gal Steph, uh, Sydney Sweeney. Um, I have Weird, Prey, Hocus Pocus 2, Reno 911, It's a Wonderful Heist, and Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas. Wow. You don't even have Fire Island. No. Wow. It's first in the odds. People um, liked it. Sure. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a great category. I can't wait to see what wins. Pulling for Hocus Pocus 2 a little bit, but it'd probably be weird. I mean, I just won Chippendale back because that was my jam last year. And and they did it. I I mean, like they did Reno nine one one last year, so I was like, sure. sure. They've nominated Dolly before, and she's won before. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't uh, think I don't think they care about this category, is what I'm no. saying. No, and we we can move on to limited series uh, movie actress choice. Here's what I got here: uh, Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, Riley Keough for Daisy Jones and the Six, Lizzie Kaplan for Fleischman is in Trouble, Elizabeth Olsen for Love and Death, Emily Blunt for The English, and Sydney Sweeney for Reality. I have Elizabeth Olsen, Jessica Chastain, Lizzie Kaplan, Emily Blunt, Katherine Hahn for Tiny Beautiful Things, and Dominique Fishback for Swarm. Nice. This is a pretty good category. It is, but also tough to fill out. So Swarm, do you think it would get in for a limited series? Um, not right now. I feel like right now we're just kind of in the afterglow of the premiere and the online hype and discourse about it. Um, 
I think like Dominique can get in as like a representative yeah for the show but I don't know if that show would appeal to a broad swath of voters that was my reticence yeah but I feel like she can you know survive like whatever shortcomings the show has and she's great so sure yeah. Uh, and Catherine then like, the restricted ballot too. Yeah. So, like even if the show doesn't have a lot of support, but like she she has support, like they she can just get in like that. Yeah, Catherine Hahn I think is a good good option. I mean, I mostly did that because I wanted Wanda to face off right against uh, Agatha. People uh, number number six in our odds is Vera Farmiga for Five Days of Memorial. I really like that performance. I just feel like. Are people going to remember back to that show? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, sixth in the odds is Claire Danes for Full Circle, a Steven Soderbergh show that should probably have premiered or be talked about more uh, if it's coming. Like, there is less information about that show than there is about White House Plumbers. Yes. At least we have a trailer for White House Plumbers. Correct. Uh, so that's strange uh, to me. Uh, Naomi Watts for The Watcher, another popular pick. I thought about Rachel Vice for Dead Ringers. I have not watched that yet. No. Uh, and Bell, Bell Powley for A Small Light about Anne Frank. Uh, actually, I think could do pretty well, but I don't have her in. No. Yeah. And then what else is there? Oh, Jennifer Garner for Last Thing He Told Me. That's on Apple. I haven't watched those screeners yet, but... Uh... Um, I never finished Irma Vep. Alicia Vikander. No. <laughs> What about Amy Adams for Disenchanted? I liked it, but I don't think so. She's good in it, though. I never watched it. It's good. You should watch it. It's actually pretty fun. Um, That's okay. I'll just watch Enchanted again. Um, Actor in a limited series or movie. Another great category choice. The nominees I have are Evan Peters for Monster, Taryn Egerton for Blackbird, Jesse Eisenberg for Fleischman is in Trouble, Jesse Plemons for Love and Death, Steve Carell for The Patient, and Daniel Radcliffe for Weird. I have Evan, Taryn, Woody Harrelson for White House Plumbers, Jesse Plemons, Justin Thoreau for White House Plumbers, and Steve Carell. Nice. I went way off White House Plumbers. I'm just not, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I'm not trusting it right now. I have to do them because there's like basically nothing else. <laughs> That's why I have uh, my boy Jesse in there. And uh, like, I know it exists, but, and that's all I need. <laughs> sure. Uh, makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else do you think about this category? I didn't do Jesse Eisenberg because I feel like the acting um, or its chances for acting nominations are Claire Danes, mostly Claire Danes. And then I feel like Lizzie would get in before jesse I've, I've also talked to people who think lizzie is not a lead um, um but she narrates the whole thing i think that's what makes her a lead yeah it's like i think people just think of lead as like being on screen all the time i i also think her voiceover and i said this multiple times at least in real life is like the best voiceover one of the best voiceover performances ever and her voiceover is so good as narration and she should get nominated for that too if she's eligible there uh, it's incredible work. She's so good at it. Um, 
I have him in because I think it's just a great performance from him. I love I love the show though. I, I could see it if it doesn't again, that should be another show that people probably don't remember or aren't gonna pay attention to, right? Wasn't super popular, was definitely popular with like media circles, but who knows how the industry feels or cares. Yeah. Um and then Daniel could get in. I just didn't do him. So do you have Michael Shannon in? I forget. No. I don't either. And I, like I said, no Woody Harrelson for me, just because I'm out on that. Um, yeah. And Evan Peters. And then I don't know, like, who, who would win this? Like, Evan I have Peters? Evan first, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, For limited series movie supporting actress, Joyce, I'll tell you right now, none of the White House Plumbers ladies I have getting in. So that's already going to open up a lot of spots for, for my list. So I'm assuming you have Anna Packman for a friend of the family. No. I have uh, Nisi Nash Betts for Monster. I have Claire Danes for Fleischman. Cherry Jones for Five Days of Memorial. Uh, Olivia Coleman for Great Expectations. Lily Rabb for Love and Death. And Merritt Weaver for Tiny Beautiful Things. <laughs> um, I have Claire. Um, Nisi. Uh, Lena Hetty for White House Plumbers. Merritt Weaver lily rob and cherry jones oh wow so we almost matched up that's wild uh so you have uh lena heading i have olivia coleman <laughs> sure um i mean i just i know it exists <laughs> i got it um so you have claire winning i have nisi nash betts winning i just was struck by her uh i think her speech at the sag awards was like you love really, speeches i love speeches was I don't it Choice Awards or SAG Awards? What what show is that? I forget. Well, she didn't win at SAG, so. No. So which one is it then? No, that uh, was Critics' uh, Choice, which Critics I did not watch, so. Great. It was a really great speech, uh, even under the conditions where they had to share the winning. Remember that? They did the two speeches at the same time, at the same time. You told me about it. I never watched a clip, so. Uh, it's great. If you could ever watch it, I don't know. They don't even put it on YouTube, I don't think. But uh, I, I, I think she could win, especially if Monster is like pretty popular. But Claire Danes obviously has the absolutely knocked down uh episode of Fleischman so yeah the restricted ballot should help people like her where I don't think Fleischman will be a huge player right um but like if you've seen it and you love her and you remember that episode I think you will vote for her and I, I like she won't get pushed out by I mean we don't have a white lotus situation here but if there were like a white lotus situation here she wouldn't get pushed out like that right so um but yeah i can see anyone getting in after claire and easy pretty much i don't feel good about any of these other people <laughs> no um yeah i don't know i don't know what to make of this whole thing uh how about drama support uh, limited series movie supporting actor another uh hilarious one for me because again white house plumbers and full circle actually here in this case i have an a lot of full here. circle people in the top six and a lot of full circle people in the top six so with that excised in my personal picks i have paul walter hauser for blackbird richard jenkins for monster domhnall gleason for the patient ray liotta for blackbird murray bartlett for welcome to chippendales and, and kieran hines for the english um i have everyone except karen and then i have Greg Kinnear for Blackbird. So I have triple Blackbird. <laughs> like, what do you He's want me to do? He's great on Blackbird. I just, he is. Um, but, you know, uh, I don't know if anyone would rate him the highest, but again, 
just not a lot of options here. <laughs> no. Uh... And yeah, I I didn't predict full circle at all because I we have no information on it. Same. Um, uh, so yeah, Kieran, I guess, but I feel like that could just end up being an Emily thing. I, honestly, just it's a placeholder there because I'm just like, there's not enough people confirmed. I know, and I only put Murray in because I'm like, well, you know, he won last year. Same. He is very good on Chippendales. Like I did like him on it. Yeah, like, and it's the most sympathetic character. Right. So I I can see him getting in, but like, man. So those oh, yeah. those those categories feel like they'll fill out and, and be more focused in as we get later into this run. I feel. You mean they'll date White House plumbers, and then yes. you'll be forced to yes. predict yes. those actors? It'd be great. Then I'll have a lot of room for them, and there might maybe there's a supporting actor in that show that we're not thinking of that could also get in. Um, well, Dama is also in that too, so we could get double noms. Right. So I guess we'll see. Hopefully by the time you're watching this, there's a trailer, a new trailer and a date. Be great. <laughs> uh, so those are our Emmy first Emmy picks, Joyce. So like we said at the top, a lot of old shows on their last hurrahs that seemingly will do a lot of sucking up the oxygen here in the race. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what new show from the spring breaks through because we already have an idea of first year shows from earlier in the eligibility period like the bear right so um, uh, yeah that's it so now uh joyce got a couple of emails here before we sign off amazing uh from two of our loyal uh our loyal listeners and viewers first up is david who we listened to, who we've read before, I think even last week, but he wrote, hi, Joyce and Chris, talking about our, our early Oscar nomination predictions, Joyce. We're going to just shift back to that to do a recalculation on that maybe, but or just a re relook at those for this email. Uh, my question is, why do you both think Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer could get no acting nominations just by basing it on past history with other films? I have a feeling in my gut that Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, and Robert Downey Jr. could receive Oscar nominations. And then he writes, can't wait for you and Chris, or you, Chris, to go full puppy dog on predicting Ben Affleck's heir. It looks like this generation's Jerry Maguire. Wow, rude to me. So obviously rude to you, David. Uh, and yeah, like we 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 tweeted about, I tweeted this, uh, I think I under I underpredicted it with just Ben and Viola. We both saw air this week, Joyce. Yeah, saw yesterday. My favorite movie of the year. Doesn't matter what else comes out the rest of the year. <laughs> so i love i walked out of that i was like i want to watch that again immediately and i was like i wish it was on amazon like you know when it premieres i'm like maybe i'll just rewatch the last dance <laughs> um i knew you love the joints because we've talked about this a ton uh how you don't want to like ever you don't we're not we're not the types to come out of movies and tweet about them and and you came out of air and we're immediately like best movie <laughs> i was like i need to tweet about my favorite movie <laughs> your favorite movie um <laughs> It rules. Uh, and I think like if we were doing our picks this week before having seen it, I would have it in uh, different spots and more nominations. Yes. I also underpredicted it um, because I was like, like reverse jinxing it because I was sure. like, I want it to be good because it hadn't been seen yet by like the public at that point. Right. 
because it, it premiered at South by Southwest like three days later. Right. Um, I wanted it to be good, even though like the tea was that it was good. And, you know, like PTA and Barry Jenkins were standing it. But I'm like, you know, who cares? It's like they're just like famous people supporting other famous people. Um, um, but yeah, it's great. And <laughs> it's just like it was, it's under two hours, which, you know, I love. And then I was also like when I walked out, I was like, I love um how Ben Affleck always makes movies for me it just feels like I love all of his movies even Live by Night which was his weakest but Live by you Night's know, a tough still sit, solid. Right? it's fine yeah it's fine where, um where would you rank this on the Ben directing movies okay like, well like the town is my favorite but I'm obviously. like is this like equal with the town so we've only seen it once I would still put the town at the top I know I, I feel like is- I I might still like the town more um, this is also his first movie that's not a, a crime yeah. thriller. <laughs> I, I think this is definitely better for me than Argo. Yeah, Argo was like fine for me. Um good movie. I, but... I do love I think I might like Gone Baby Gone more than Argo. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh possibly. I wanted to make sure I, I want to actually rewatch Gone Baby Gone because uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. It was on again over the weekend on TV. You don't have cable though. No. So doesn't help me. Uh Air rules. I would say my my we're we're not going to talk very much about the Oscars until like August probably at this point. But uh, I guarantee you, I'll have Chris Messina listed in my supporting actor instead of Just Ben. An unhinged performance. I, I had actually put Ben. So I had when we did it, you had. I don't think you had it at all, and I had Viola. I didn't and have it ben. at all. And I think if now having seen it, I would have it. I would have to say picture, screenplay, Chris Messina, and maybe Matt. Who's awesome in it? Matt is amazing. It's his best performance since Euro Trip. He's so good. Uh, uh, and I would not, having not seen Oppenheimer, I would want him to get in for Air and not Oppenheimer, even though they're in different categories or he's in different categories. Um, but yeah, really great. Like just all, all of you know, he's the lead, but like everyone else supporting, they all had moments to shine. I was saying too. that, like even like Jason Bateman, who was like the the quietest of the supporting guy just a great scene he has one great yeah. scene i i think sag ensemble nomination like just penciling i was that like in. viola just lock it up for sag another nomination uh, definitely viola another nomination i think she's not in it very much and which i'm not surprised based on like ben basically saying like there was no character there until like michael jordan's like viola davis should play my mom and then they had to write like a character to let viola davis basically get her to be in the movie yeah she basically has like three key scenes and they're all um with matt two of them are phone call scenes so she has like one really long phone call scene at the end um great stuff Uh, just impeccable phone acting air and succession are so good at phone acting i love the i gotta say this scene the first scene where matt and viola are together it's a it's in the trailer he goes like doorsteps them you know the jordans at their house and i was like wow i mean like that's another like Viola Davis is like truly like one of the top like greatest actors ever right like so good and like Matt is hanging in and like great in the scene with her and I was just like man he's great actor Matt Damon like you kind of forget that he's also a great actor did you not see the talented Mr. Ripley no I've seen it but it's like that's 30 years ago almost at this point and like it's just like man he's so good and like you kind of forget that he's that good like because he hasn't really had a lot of chance not a lot of opportunities in uh recent times I think to really 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 give yeah, it he doesn't role. he hasn't had like a like a very like like baity like auteur type right. of project which i guess maybe oppenheimer will be i don't know but so, this and, is just kind of like 
really it's it's like the kind of performance that kind of sneaks up on you where you go into it thinking like oh this will he'll be good right decent and it's like oh no like he's actually really great and like we take it for granted I I, uh, I honestly think he can get in and to David's point about Oppenheimer we I think I did have Emily Blunt in in my early picks I do think there's a you did, you did. I don't think it's like out of the question that that movie based on like how it looks would be like a potential movie that the actors like kind of vote like alike like Dunkirk was not going to get acting nominations because like it is not it's an ensemble movie where the actors are almost intentionally like anonymous because of war period yeah and this one like Oppenheimer it's based on a book um and they're real people like I'm just I don't I feel like with like Nolan a lot of his characters are or the way they're written, they're more in service of the plot mechanics. So maybe it's different here. So I don't know. Like, like Keith got in at one, but that was because of, you know, it was a, like a phenomenon, like a pop culture phenomenon. Right. And also he had died. And also like, I mean, thinking of like Nolan movies, I'm like, yeah, nothing against the movies. I love Chris, I love Chris Nolan movies too, but I'm like thinking like Tenant. I was like, JDW, John David Washington's okay in it. And like Robert Pattinson's definitely is the show or your role, but I don't think he was ever going to get nominated, nor would that movie like lend itself to acting nominations and like Interstellar kind of the same thing and like Inception kind of the same thing. So this feels like Dunkirk would have been a movie maybe to get acting nominations, but the way it's structured obviously was not going to. And then this maybe is different. So who knows? Yeah. Um, I would say like, I don't know, like maybe I would have nominated like like Guy and like Gary Ann from like Memento. I think maybe it was a different time, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like um, but yeah, nothing like like you said, like the film since then or like his recent films. Um I, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, sure, like Killian, I can see getting in, Emily, sure. Um and I guess like I just am erring on the side of caution with it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Also, the reason I, I had uh, Emily in is because I think it's like one of those, like you had a big year type nominations because I think the pain hustlers is going to be a big deal. I still do. Uh, last email, email here, Joyce, uh, from our buddy Harold and Mod. And we love Harold and Mod. That's why I was like, I got to read this one. It's Harold and Maude again, he, they write. Uh, After watching your 24 predictions, I feel like you left out one movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. While I obviously don't think it'll be in any above the line categories, I think it might do pretty, pretty well with the crafts uh, and could maybe even get a PGA nomination. What do you think? James Mangold directing this movie. Uh, The reason I thought of this, I wanted to read this one is because I like, I thought of Mangold with Air because it reminded me a lot of like Ford vs. Ferrari. And I was like, maybe- like um, a dad movie i love a good dad movie yeah and i'm like maybe indiana jones could do the same thing i don't know we didn't talk about it at all i mean like i think we, i mentioned earlier just because i was like i'm heartened it's heartening to put, pull a tom i'm heartened that harrison ford is so good in shrinking because it's making me think he will be great in indiana jones even though i was like totally okay with the trailer it didn't blow me away yeah the trailer is fine um i guess like yeah it'll probably it could get crafts like are we talking about best picture 
I mean, like, it sounds like he's suggesting if it gets a PGA nomination and then plays well below the line, it could be a contender for the 10th slot in best picture, I guess. Maybe. Um, I I don't know. I feel like it, it would need to kind of be like Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And I guess we'll see. Like I, mean, I could I, see it just doing solidly. Right. Um, just like a like a regular four quadrant summer action movie sequel. So but I mean I think I think it's all just like, you know, um great stuff for Harrison Ford across film. And it's a great TV. time to be a fan of Harrison Ford and for Harrison yeah. Ford himself. Uh so those are our emails. Yeah, so I don't know, like yeah, maybe best picture. I don't know. Sure. Sure. We'll talk about this again in like three months. Uh, email us at slugfest at goldderby.com. We'll talk more about air, I'd assume, uh, a lot because we just love air. Air uh, is not even out yet. It comes out in uh, two weeks. Do, do you know how many people I've talked to who did not realize what the release date means? I'm like, it's his damn numbers. 4523. So many people I've talked to have not realized that. I didn't realize it until just now. <laughs> Why would I have known that? Because 45, 23. <laughs> no, I know his numbers, but uh, he's like, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> when do you think they realized that when they were scheduling it? Well, April 5th is a Wednesday and movies are released on Wednesday sometimes. So I think yeah. they just looked at a calendar and was like, that is perfect. I saw somebody but suggesting that that Ben Affleck wanted to release this at the end of last year. I don't believe that for a real like hot second though. I don't no. believe that. No way. No. no way. I know. And then some people were like, oh, it would have like beaten everything ever. No. No <laughs> chance. It would have just gotten swamped over. Now I actually the thing I'll be curious, we talked about this before we started recording three hours ago. Uh, but I was interested in seeing how it does at the box office and how long it'll be in the theaters because I do think it's an interesting Amazon is releasing it in theaters. It's like their first big theatrical thing. If they could keep it in theaters for like six weeks and then it hits Amazon Prime over like Memorial Day or like around like first week of June when the NBA playoffs are like going to begin to focus, like that could help. Well, I mean, it's it's in theaters as the playoffs are starting. So like right. June will be the finals. Right. So I think so, it could stay in theaters through then. It, it um, could. And uh, yeah, like I'm hoping it does well in theatrically too like it's just like a big vote of confidence that amazon is just kind of like we're gonna go back to this and i think it's like definitely a movie that i think audiences will enjoy as we said yes it's a, a dad movie i love a dad movie um it this is like a great uh bookend film to moneyball the best film of 2011 yeah i was i was just texting a friend of mine before and i was like it's like i feel like moneyball is better and this is better than Ford versus Ferrari, personally. Yes. I put it like in the middle of those two. Like that's the that's the pocket it's in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so just, um, I I can see it not like I don't think it'll you know like do gangbusters opening weekend, no. but I can see it having good word of mouth and legs. Same. Which is what's important ultimately. So. Uh, so this is another edition of our air podcast. And uh, I hope you have the air and beef, <laughs> air and beef spawn con. And in between, we gave you our Emmy picks in like 16 categories. I uh, just, this is so much fun. Next week, we'll come back. And I guess maybe we'll focus on a single, uh, a single. We category. can talk about succession and yellow jackets. Cause they will have premiered. I think that'll be a lot of fun. We'll have seen it. Yes. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll talk then. Bye. 
for all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to GoldDerby.com and follow us on social media at GoldDerby.